Hello hey. there. Hello. Party people. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Hot for Justice. Yes. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jamie. And we're going to talk to you about some more um, cold cases yes. this week. Um, I'm going first yes. with an, um, a story about a six-year-old um, girl, Harriet, who went missing and was found murdered, and it's really sad. So just warning you all. <laughs> so this one's going to be a real bummer. It's, yeah. Fantastic. It's more than usual. Yes. Um, so I'll just jump right in, unless you have any opening words you want to say. Um, I don't think there's any corrections from last week other than, you know, we're... I'm still processing the news about Robert Wagner. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I ruined your life. Um, as soon as we did that episode, I texted my mom and I said, did you know this? <laughs> did she know this? Because I didn't. She knew, she knew it. Okay, she great. She knew it. She, but she said they never proved anything. So No, she, it's... Yeah. It's funny. I was talking to my parents about this case yesterday yeah. and my dad was like, you know, Jamie, you really are great at speculating things. <laughs> Um, and, you know, thinking things that you can't prove. Yeah. And I was like, right, but you can't prove that it was an accident. True. Well, yeah, you can't prove it either way. Right. But and my mom also said, she was like, it was probably just an accident. She, she did Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still going to believe what I believe. You, you're entitled to it. Yes. I'm, I think I am going to have to think on the bright side because I really love him. I'm so sad. <laughs> He's the cutest on NCIS. Anyways. Okay, I digress. digress. (laughs) Okay, so today we're talking about Harriet Elizabeth Riley. Um, She was born to Mammy and Harold Riley, who were originally from Georgia, but had relocated to Sacramento because Harold was stationed at the now decommissioned McClellan Air Force Base. So this was in, like, northern SAC. Um, He had enlisted in the Air Force in 1958, and he had made the rank of technical sergeant by the time he was discharged in 1971. So um, he, it's, you know, pretty decent career he had there i know you- <laughs> i know negative about the military um, um so i'm going to take your word on yeah. that that was a good thing it's assuming that the ranks are the same as they are now okay that's it's it was pretty good fantastic yeah. good for him um in okay so then this is kind of where we're talking about harriet's disappearance right but there's as i'm researching her i kind of I was brought to another interesting aspect of the story, which I'm going to talk about now, and then I will get to Harriet. Okay. Okay, cool. September 1971, so he's discharged from the military pretty recently. Um, He was in the kitchen. It's about midnight, and his wife hears a gunshot and a scream, and he, you know, he's, like, calling her name. Right. She runs into the kitchen. Um, Her husband was laying face down on the floor, suffering from a gunshot wound to the left side of his back. He had been shot through, like, a closed window. Okay. And he actually died from those injuries. And oh, my God. And they never found out who murdered him. What yeah. What the fuck? So, and there was also really no, like, there was, like, a very short paragraph in the news. Mm-hmm. Technical sergeant from the Air Force is just murdered in his home. And it's, all the newspapers were basically the same. Like, there was nothing. Right. There was really no coverage about him. Just like there was really no coverage about Harriet, at least that I could find. Weird. this might be because it's the 70s and those are archived, but I even kind of like, because the Sacramento Bee has a section online where you can go through archived materials. You have to pay to like Mm -hmm. read them, like a buck or something. So I was going to do that, but um, I couldn't find anything. So I don't really know. What the hell? Um, Yeah, it was interesting. So Harold dies... Um, Mammy moves out of that house, which I don't blame her. Um, 
so this would Harriet would have been I'm not gonna do math but she would have been a baby so she would not have <laughs> she would have not really probably remembered her dad which is sad um so in January of 1975 um six-year-old Harriet she leaves her Sacramento apartment to go to play at the park okay by herself um which at the time was normal um I guess kids often kind of just went and did their own thing and came back before dying is the 70s yeah i mean like i feel like six is like a little young a little but like i mean i feel like everyone was doing it yeah well everybody was doing it that's what the (laughs) the article said um so nothing unusual about that her mom had told her to come back by like before dark and she didn't so her mom got worried and she filed a missing person report I, i wrote missing police report Perfect. <laughs> but I meant to say a missing person's report. The police report was not missing. No, hopefully. it was not. <laughs> there is no record of that. Um, there, I mean, there wouldn't be if it was missing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. Anyways, on that note, keep going. Okay. So, um, the next day, sadly, her body's discovered just a few blocks from her home in a dumpster, and she had been suffocated to death. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's actually pretty brutal. Um, the articles just said she'd been suffocated, but then I went on this blog. It's like a true crime blog, and she mm-hmm. had more information about it, and she'd said that um, Harriet was found with, like, plastic wrapping materials around her head, which is how she had been suffocated. Oh, so poor baby. It's just really sad to imagine that happening like yeah. I can't just poor thing mm-hmm. it makes me sad it's kind of why I almost just didn't do this one because it's really sad and I I, can't, I, I just want to hug her right and in her picture she looks like such a sweetheart Aww. um and for a little six-year-old to have gone through that is just awful so um I mean and she was only she was abducted less than half mile from her house that's how far away Jesus the park Christ. was it's just nothing no um so the police investigate after a week the sheriff comes out with a statement stating a very you know re- <laughs> reiterating his statement stated sta- sta- statement stating <laughs> they had determined that Harriet was playing with two little boys and they wanted to play a game with her and that game involved them binding her wrists or her ankles not her wrists but you would think both right she could stop I don't know anyways um and then they covered her face with the plastic wrapping material and she accidentally died from that that's what the fuck what kind of game is this right so but then the sheriff admits there's holes in that story because the boys you know I don't know if the boys admitted to that or if they kind of I don't know because they they were young too so they might have like Right. You know, sometimes the police, like, lead them into saying things. Yes. Um, As we've discussed with, like, the Adnan case. Yeah. So, they said that they never, like, they they didn't touch her body Mm -hmm. after, but it ended up in a dumpster, so somebody moved her. Did they say how old these boys were? I don't recall. Okay. But they said they were, like, probably assuming around the same age as her. Right. So, that's that's the other thing, too. There was, like, we'll even say there were ten. Right. You can't move. You're not going to be able to move a a dead but even a six-year-old's body right is it gonna be probably too heavy for a two ten-year-olds to get it into a dumpster that's likely much taller than them right like that seems really like far-fetched right so um they were gonna go they were going through with charging the boys and then they dropped the charges um and then it, it kind of just drops off at that point 
like it seems like the case stopped being actively pursued and like the NCAA, NCAAP was like they were really mad about it because she's African-American and right. then they're like you're not doing anything to help her like to help solve her murder you know her dad was murdered before that there's like no news coverage about that it's just sketchy it's just That's very weird it was so um yeah they you know the police had a lot of cases they were plagued with serial offenders in the 70s like the east area rapist yep um the i5 killer richard kibbe herman lee hobbs i don't know who he is but he was a serial killer apparently um so now her case is on that the cold case website for sacramento county sheriff's department um there's no mention that i mean i assume that had they like actually believed the theory that those Mm -hmm. two boys accidentally killed her they wouldn't have her on there right because they would know what happened quote Mm -hmm. unquote so um i'm thinking that that story was probably a bunch of bs right and (laughs) now they're like you know they're actively trying to figure out who killed her Mm -hmm. and dumped her body so um yeah that's really that's all that was on her there was no other like media coverage everything was very minimal and I think we kind of touched on this point in our first episode is because a lot of times if you're not like the typical person that the news wants to see aka like a white blonde beautiful female Mm -hmm. you're not going to get as much news coverage about it and it's really sad because she's only six and she does her you know her her family if they're alive which that blog I had mentioned kind of led to the fact that she was alive that, that her family was alive okay so it was just um, them that yeah. yeah so they deserve some some freaking closure right and you know poor harriet does too so um you know go check out what's online go look at her picture show it to people who maybe were living in the i think it was the north highlands part of sacramento in okay. the 70s um and maybe somebody knows something right um so really interestingly enough my case this week is kind of similar yeah um it is also a young black girl um but this took place in 1997 okay in uh petaluma santa rosa area um so in august of 1997 on the 22nd eight days after she had left her home in santa rosa the nude body of 12 year old georgia lee moses was discovered in petaluma california just off of highway 101 south the very decomposed body remained unidentified for over three days until an anonymous family friend of the Moseses called in stating that the body might be that of Georgia. Poor baby. Yes. Um, so kind of a little bit of a background on her. Um, so she, like I said, she was 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, she was described as looking a lot much older than 12 years old. Okay. Um, like when they first found her body, they thought that she was either in her mid to late teens. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, like she was, you know, tall for her age. You know, she looked more developed. Yeah. Um, she it was also, I I found kind of conflicting information on this. Like she was described as troubled or at risk. Okay. Um, because there's not too too much information to support that because other than the fact that she dropped out of elementary school right before the sixth grade. But she dropped out to help her very mentally ill mother. Okay. So, so yeah. She, so she was staying home to help take care of her little sister, Angel, um, who she was five years older than. Oh, wow. So she was, you know, 12, taking care of a seven-year-old and, lots you of, know, that's lots and, of your, and your mom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because she lived with her mom, her mom's boyfriend, and Angel um, in an apartment in Santa Rosa. 
the oh. adults weren't working. Okay. So they were pretty much just relying on, you know, social security type That's of. So sad. Mm-hmm. So she had to help take care of everybody. Okay. Um, really makes you grateful for what you A million percent. You have, you know. Uh, her, her teachers, friends, and other parents in the neighborhood and. Uh, they worried about her. Um, she wasn't a, because she wasn't necessarily a bad kid. She was bright and personable, um, and she had to be very self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously she's, she's very responsible. Yeah. Um, she still, you know, would occasionally like go hang out with friends and do kind of like teenagery things. But yeah. for the most part, she was taking care of everybody in her household. Right. Um, Wise beyond her years, then. Right. So, um, despite all those problems, nobody really thought it was serious serious enough to intervene or try to take over. Um. So, kind of getting back to the day that she disappeared, um, it's really hard to tell if she was a runaway or if she had been kidnapped. Um, it's not super determined of what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, witnesses did see her leaving her uh, home on the night of the thir- August 13th, 1997, with a man that was at least twice her age. Um, he's described as being anywhere from 25 to 30. Okay. Um, earlier that night, she had been at a friend's house... Uh, they had been uh, a friend's apartment in Roseland. I'm not 100% sure where that is in relation, but I would imagine it's pretty probably close. close. Yeah, She probably didn't really have the means to be getting very far. Right. Like, I would imagine it would have to be either walkable or, like, maybe, like, city bus. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they had been, like, listening to music, eating food, just hanging out. Um, she left the friend's house later in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was around 10 o'clock or so when she left her house to meet up with this man. Um, he's described as a, again, 25 to 30 year old Af- African-American man who was about six, four and about 200 pounds. Okay. So pretty big dude. It wasn't her mom's boyfriend. No. Okay. Um, her mom's boyfriend was, I think, believe in his fifties. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So completely different. different. Um, she gotcha. was wearing blue jeans, a white t-shirt and a white nylon windbreaker jacket. Okay. Uh, he's also, the man's also described as having a shaved or very short cropped haircut and a mustache. They, the man and possibly Georgia then drove off in a white four-door vehicle from a jack-in-the-box on the intersection of Dutton Avenue and Sebastopol Road in Santa Rosa. Mm -hmm. Uh, they believe that it's likely that she did know this man. Right. Whether or not he was like a boyfriend or just a friend, nobody really truly knows. Yeah. Um. At some point later in the evening, I believe around 11.30, she had called one of her friends from a mobile phone. Uh, it could have been his, and it possibly was done in the car. Okay. Uh, and that she... thing would have been a brick. <laughs> no shit, right? Well, that's that's interesting, though, because in the I feel like in the, what, in the late 90s, I mean, my parents had a cell phone, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't super common then, was No, it? not because at all. I'm sure they were probably not that cheap then. No, and um, she told her friend on the phone that she wouldn't be back for a while. Huh. So that's why people kind of are leaning towards... That she, like, ran away. I mean, right. that in, like, her home life wasn't great. Right. But at the same time, it's like, okay, she's taking care of her sister and her mom. Right. Like... They need her. Right, and she knows that, so I don't... You know, if people were questioning why she would choose to leave. Right. So there's, you know, it's a lot of... It's up in the air. But, I mean, either mm-hmm. way, she's only 12, so she mm-hmm. can't be making that decision 100%. for herself anyway. So, okay. And that's really kind of where the media coverage stops. So, the family, after she had disappeared, they her family thought she had run away. Uh-huh. They didn't report her missing. Oh, my God. But all. she was 12. 12. And this is the 90s. It's not like it's like the 60s or 70s right. where they there's a bunch of runaway teens and all this stuff. No, this was 
uh, almost 2000. Yeah, I almost did math again. <laughs> we don't do that on that for this podcast. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this was a couple of decades ago. <laughs> and, you know, there was, the runaway thing wasn't as no, prevalent. As, well, but I do feel like when teenagers or, like, kids would run away, they would just be like, oh, well, she ran away, but still you're a minor. Like, you're, you're mm-hmm. even if you run away of your own free will, you're a missing person. Right. Um, I will say that her mother was mentally ill, so right. maybe she wasn't in her full right oh, state yeah, of mind. Yeah, but yeah. you think the boyfriend or the sister would have been like, what the fuck? Like, Where is she? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And so that's when the family friend that said, hey, this girl's been missing. I see. And called it into the police. It might be her body. And then oh. testing showed that it, in fact, was. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's really fucking sad. Like, nobody cared that she was gone. Yeah. Like, literally really... nobody gave a shit that she was gone. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. You would think, though, that her family depended on her that they would have been like right we need you to come home and then even if she did run away like come back and i read this in a blog so i don't know like how super reliable this information is but i'm sure it is yeah um apparently in between the time that she died or sorry excuse me the time that she went missing and her body was determined it was her her family had moved to the state of georgia and they didn't attend her funeral services that's weird like in my notes, I literally just, it says, what the fuck? Yeah. So where's her actual dad in all of this? Does it say? No. Okay. I, I'm imagining he probably wasn't in the picture. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't explain not. him literally it's, at all. That's weird. Um, How weird is that? Yeah, like, the entire community got together and, like, donated for her, like, casket and all of her funeral services Poor and thing. the costs. Yeah, so, like, wow. she was, like, the girl that kind of time forgot, honestly. Yeah. So it's, they just don't know what happened. How long was it between when she went missing and they found her? Uh, third, or eight days, excuse me, eight, eight days. days. So it was within so a week, it, her family fucking packed up and moved to a different state. It's a little sketch. Right. And so I... I, I wonder if the boyfriend had something to do with it. That's kind like, of what I was leading towards, The too. mom maybe isn't, uh, like, if she's not competent enough, like, mentally to mm-hmm. kind of be, you know, like, be aware of what's going on. Um then you know he might have had the opportunity to do something and she might she you know she could have like not known at all right so yeah like i just think that is so wild that is and like this man has never been identified the man she was with other than i mean i feel like it's a pretty good description of him yeah that is pretty good how did they know like were there eyewitnesses that saw them at jack in the box and like things Mm -hmm. and then that's as far as they could trace her yeah one of her friends um had seen them in the jacking jack in the box parking lot they just never mm-hmm. so sad yeah wow um i will be... are they like sorry i didn't mean to tell you. <laughs> i'll say we will be linking the um santa rosa petaluma uh yeah. police department's phone numbers if you do have any information regarding this um in the show notes what were you gonna say um i was just gonna say actually i don't remember now <laughs> pregnancy brain <laughs> Oh, um, did they reopen? Like, is it an open case now? It's open. Okay, so the, are they still, like, actively investigating I don't think it? so, because yeah, there's just really like... not a lot of information. Yeah. And, I mean, back then they didn't have great phone record stuff, so, like, it's almost impossible yeah. to pinpoint where that call was made. Did they have, like, any DNA? Like, was she assaulted at all, or? Mm-hmm. So there's just, just nothing. Yeah, there was no DNA left in her body as far as any, that's been reported anyways. Yeah. Um. But her, like I said, her body was found nude. Yeah. So I mean, no. it's like it's possible. Yeah. Like I would even say probably likely. Yeah. I mean, probably more likely than not. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, why else? And because it's not like they did anything else to kind of uh, 
I guess, like, conceal who she was. Right. So, like, because I, I feel like if you strip somebody nude, it, it's kind of like a way to, like, you're not, they, they can't identify them by the clothing type thing. Right. But if there's nothing else done, like, th- to help, like, not identify her. Yeah. Then. And the body was super decomposed, too, which was kind of crazy, even though, because it only been, like, days. a week. Yeah. And they speculate that she had been killed that night. And that then, she went missing, yeah, and her body was dumped there. But it's really hard to tell, right? If it's that decomposed, and it right. usually is. But that's wow, that's sad, very yeah. sad. Um, um, yeah. So on that bummer note, very bummer. This week's just a bummer. Yeah, and I mean, it's just one of those things where these cases weren't talked about in the media a lot because, again, like it's well, and there's not a lot of information on them now, so it is hard now to do like you know to cover these cases but they need to be covered yeah like someone needs to be talking about them like they weren't talked about you know 20 30 40 years ago yeah but you know hopefully now we can you know at least spread some sort of some sort of information and yeah do they have any information on um your like like any like composite sketches or anything like that no nothing like i said like there's all that they have is that he was about 6'4 200 pounds short or shaved head Mm -hmm. and a mustache okay well, I mean, if y'all were in the Santa Rosa area mm-hmm. in 97 and you were old enough to remember <laughs> the 90s, um, I mean... Yeah, I was not even quite three years old when this happened, so... Yeah, I was... You're like five? Five. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we know nothing. No, nothing at all. But... If that's not evident by how we talk, we know nothing. <laughs> our whole premise of the show <laughs> is to... Spread awareness. Hopefully, yeah, spread awareness. And if you can share this with somebody or, like, you're interested in this, talk to somebody who might have, like, been old enough to know or... Yeah, do some some of your own research and, you know, maybe you can find something that we didn't talk about. Yeah. So... Yeah. And if you do, let us know. Yes. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. Check out our show notes because we'll have Mm -hmm. information on, like, well, additional information. You can kind of do your own research and if, you know, if anybody knows anything contact of course the respective sheriff's departments mm-hmm. and hopefully we can get some justice for these poor girls i know yeah all right have a good one and we will catch you next week yep bye bye